As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The core of you, the fans, the truth is deeper than music. Deeper than music. Simply the truth is the latest, the newest. Deeper than music. Deeper than music. The core of you, the fans, the truth is deeper than music. Deeper than music. Simply the truth is the latest, the newest. Deeper than music. Deeper than music. What up? What up? What up? This is uh, Mark. Furious, Nias, Deeper Than Music Radio. Behind every great song, there's an even greater story. I'd like to say what's up to everybody listening to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and all the various streaming platforms that play Deeper Than Music podcast. I like I always like to say we always like to find great talent and get the story behind the music. Uh, music is universal, so the show we have hip-hop artists, Jazz artists, actors, just entertainers bringing their great talent to the world And today we have a very special guest or a group um, from Long Beach Laced in Blue, they're bringing us rock, blues, all that good stuff Ladies and gentlemen, Laced in Blue is here on Deeper Than Music Radio How you guys doing? Doing great, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing pretty What's good, up, Can't complain, I like to say you guys are the first interviewees of 2020 So, uh Bringing in a new, <laughs> new decade with uh, some good good talent. So my first question, uh, Laced in Blue, what's the story behind the title or the or the band name? I think Ian should answer that one. Oh, uh, yeah, we um. Well, it started off with Kaylee. Yeah, we had we had we had a we had a band name. Uh, or when we first started, the band name was Kaylee and the Jays, and that just wasn't going to work work for me. So yeah, let <laughs> so, me say real quick. Me and Jerry and I had a band. It was Kaylee and the Jays. There were everybody in it. Their names started with J, so it made sense. Uh, we started losing band members because they weren't dedicated. We started finding new band members that were. Their names didn't start with J. <laughs> Ian didn't like that very much. He's like, I'm getting tired of being asked which freaking J I am. <laughs> and he's like, we need to change the name. It, sounded, it just sounded too like 1950s doo-wop for me, too. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I started listening I like to the music that, that we were playing. And, we're, you know, we're tapping into these blues elements and these blues vibes. But it's not strict blues music. It's not straight up um, blues. It's not straight up blues. There's rock in it. There's, you know hip-hop beats stuff like that and um it's all over the place so i was just got the thinking and i was just like you know blues is kind of a staple in music like all blues is derived i mean all music is really derived from like blue scale blue emotion blues emotion and stuff like that and it really is like a lace that is a lace that brings all the music together and holds it tight like a shoe so i was like what if we just named the band laced in blue 
So instead of laced in blues, to me, too obvious, just like a laced in blue, it kind of like hits on that oh, wow. that blues feeling, that blues touch, and our music is like, it's all it's all roped together and laced in blues music, but it's not, it's it's like not straight blues. blues, so it gives us a little bit more like room laced to, in blue. to express, too, you know? Um, so then I brought it to them, to them, and they were like, they were like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. So we changed, changed it, really formed everything. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, laced in blue, laced in blue. That's pretty. That's pretty clever. How you guys, um, how you guys did that. I like that because um, the, the 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 band's so intriguing. It's like laced in blue. I want. What's the story behind that? Yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's laced in the blues. You know, it's laced in blue. So you guys kind of answered my second question, like this describe the sound, but you said it's pretty much uh, blues, rock, hip hop. Yeah, it's like kind of like modern, like heavy, progressive, new age, almost blues. You know what I mean? It's it's still growing. We we're still growing in a sense of we're unafraid to like step outside the box. You know, like we're not afraid for one of our songs to be completely different from the next. And I think that's what makes us special. And we're still exploring that aspect. Like, let's try this. Let's try that. Like mm-hmm. we all like different kinds of music. So yeah, it all ties in, you know, and well, ultimately it's the blues. It's like just different forms almost in a sense. We incorporated so many different uh, musical styles that are familiar to people, but we do it in a way that they've never heard before. So they, a lot of people tell us that, you know, they've like they never listened to us before, but every song they listen to, it's like they've never they know they never heard it before, but it sounds familiar. Right, like okay. you guys sound like this and this plus this, you know, and it's like cool, like so it's familiar, but it's different, you know. It's yeah. What was one of my favorite combinations? Somebody said we sounded like a combination of, it was like, uh, I think that they said Led Zeppelin meets Rage Against Machine. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, That's wow. Awesome. With Etta James, Janis Joplin vocals, I was like, sweet. Why <laughs> like, with me? Sounds like an amazing That's combination. Sounds like, sounds like a great band. <laughs> like, it sounds like a great band. Oh, no, no, I, no. I just paid money to go see I that. Go band. see that band, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's that's a good. So it's like a mashup, if you will. Um, sort of, yeah. So I want to got ask you guys, like, you got named so many great artists. Like, who are your influences? Like, who inspires you creatively? Well, I mean, them that we named kind of, I feel like definitely had some inspiration, Led Zeppelin, Rage Against Machine, like they definitely did have. I I think I was listening to a lot of System of a Down, honestly, when we first started the band, but I'm a huge like Otis Redding fan. I know that's like a big jump (laughs) from like to to Otis, but like I always listen to the blues and listen to soul and R&B and so like that's always going to be like something that influences me. But rock and roll? I, I mean, who doesn't love rock and roll? <laughs> like, you know, it's like amazing. We all grew up listening to it. All our parents did. All of our parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, I got I got a lot of inspiration drumming from Mars Volta, mm-hmm. specifically um, Thomas Pridgen and uh, John Theodore, which is the f- he's the first drummer of Mars Volta, and I've taken a lot of style from him, and. Um, there's really anything that gets me going. Like I can listen to anything from you know gangster rap to death metal. <laughs> so, I mean, I really, as a, there's just a lot of styles. With, like well, you know, I, I play drums in the band, so for that I try to like, incorporate different things and make it a little tasty by taking you know I'll, we're, we're in a we're you know we're in a progressive blues rock band, but I'll also throw like some mean double bass pedal in there. Oh yeah, you know, and like, like just really like bring it to that next level for a couple seconds. The people are like. Holy shit! I did not expect you to just come out with that crazy double bass thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, 
Duh, good. It's like, okay, get all Slipknot on real quick, yeah. and then yeah. go back to Ed. Yeah, then, we go back to, then we go back to Muddy Waters. Yeah, like, go back oh, to Muddy yeah. Waters. Muddy Waters, there you go. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's I think a good combo. two of my, my main influences. I'm a huge Stevie Ray Vaughan fan uh, on guitar, and uh, since I've, I've started playing more bass lately, uh, I had to find an influence that I liked, and I settled on Les Claypool, and I'm I'm not going back. So. <laughs> okay, okay. And then you um you mentioned uh I was actually listening to the System of a Down, and I always feel like that an idea for aerials could easily you could flip that into a hip hop song. I mean, just the beat oh, yeah. itself. Um, oh yeah. So you guys mentioned about the Jays. So can we talk about the genesis of Laced in Blue? Like how you guys met. Like there's just the history yeah. of the band, the genesis of the band, and the the, the history. The yeah. origin story. Okay, okay. So it all started back when I was three years old. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> the first time I heard the blues. I was kidding. Cliff notes, girl. Cliff um, Okay, so wrap it up. So um, when I moved to Long Beach, I started to discover music. It was something that was still new in my life, and my neighbor was jamming all the time, and I could hear her playing all the thing all the time. And one one day, one day I went over there, and Jerry was he was playing, playing. Uh, he's um, other time. Um, he was there jamming. You know, we met, and he was like, "We should start a band." I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then we never exchanged information. Completely forgot about each other altogether. And then. I had this uh, moment where I was able to perform. Somebody asked me, like, hey, I heard you sing. Would you like to perform for this event? And I was like, yes. Like, And they go, do you need a track or a band? I was like, I can't find a band. And in that moment, I turn around and Jerry walks in. And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is the person that I needed. And I asked him, like, hey, let's play. And it took him a second because he was really drunk. He didn't know who the hell I was or what I was talking about. <laughs> But uh, I stuck a note in his pocket. I took his phone. I texted myself. I made sure to stay contact this, in contact this time. And when he came over, we started jamming. And he grabbed himself a couple of his friends. We threw together a band. We played a couple shows. Right? It kind of started falling apart. That was Kaylee and the Jays, right? Okay. The other bandmates didn't want to be a part of it anymore. They didn't want to write. They just wanted to do covers. We wanted to write. So we get rid of them. It's just me and Jerry again. And then one day, Jerry runs into Ian. Oh yeah, well that was a that was a fun thing, because I'm from Philadelphia and I had just moved to Long Beach. Uh, I was living out in like Chino Hills at the time, which is I had no car and like no way to do anything. I couldn't practice. I moved to Long Beach and I was like, I remember that day I went to Guitar Center to go play drums just to like you know, like, fuck, I needed to play, man. It was so long. Yeah. And um, I was dating a girl at the time. And she's like, all right, well, let's go to um, this place called Iguana Kelly's. My friend from NorCal is there. It's his birthday. It was also St. Patrick's Day, 2016. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, sure. Fucking let's go drink. And I would go in. We're like, you know, I meet Kelly. I meet, like, everyone. But I don't, I've never met them before. And I wasn't there. Then. I was upstairs. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you didn't come. Okay, maybe you weren't you at the party. Yeah, well, Jerry, Jerry was downstairs. And I hadn't, I hadn't met Will yet. And um, so I started talking to Jerry, and he's like, oh, do you play music? I was like, yeah, but, like, you know, I play drums, and I don't have any equipment. I'm just, like, really just trying to find someone who has drum equipment that I can use. And he's like, I got everything right upstairs. I was like, you live above the bar? He's like, yeah. And at this point, it was, like, midnight, almost 1 a.m., and I was like, oh, we should jam sometime. And he was like, well, let's fucking go. I was like, <laughs> right now? He's like, yeah, right fucking now. I'm like, 
takes me, up, yeah, yeah, bar, it takes me upstairs and I'm like going to this room. I'm sleeping next and it's door. And it's in this <laughs> tiny little bedroom, probably like, I don't know, like eight by six or 10 by six or something yeah. like that. Real small. No business having a full jam space in that room. Keys, and, uh, guitar, we go in and drums. yeah, we start jamming and it just clicked. And Jerry was like, I gotta go get Kaylee. And he's, Kaylee was living across <laughs> the hall and he yeah. just starts pounding. We're like, Kaylee, Kaylee, gotta meet this drummer. Oh and I'm God. just like, who the fuck is Kaylee? Yeah. Like, and then Kaylee comes in and she's like, Sick. Cool. I'm going back to fucking right. sleep now. Yeah, I was like, cool. He's in. Good night. <laughs> I was like, don't wake me up again. I was like, what so do you that's want? How, that's how I met Jerry. And then we had a practice like, what, a couple of days later. And I was really, really stoked to be able to play music. And um, then we got Will. And uh, I guess they knew Will from somewhere. Yeah, I, I was in another band and I kind of... Friends, hey, this is Ella Reed, friends of friends with Jerry. Friends with Kimmy, the one that yeah, kind of brought us together. <laughs> and, and we jammed a couple of times together, uh, me and Jerry and a few other people, but like nothing ever came of it. And he lost my contact information. And uh, yeah, I was like literally texting my friend. I had just left my, my other band and I was like, man, I'm looking for a new project. Hope something happens soon. And like later that day, Jerry texted me and he's like, Hey man, I just got your info from, from uh, Jamie. I ran into him at Iguana Kelly's. You want to join a band? I was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there was no time. Yeah, there was no time. time. Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> so I, I showed up and they were like, Oh, hey, by the way, can you play bass? And I was like, uh, I mean, I can, I guess. I don't have one. So I just kind of showed up with a guitar for Kept a while. Kept showing up with a guitar. Tried to write. Yeah, we're like, guys, I think we need a bass player. Yeah. No, no, Will's playing so we'll play bass. Yeah, yeah, but he keeps showing up with a guitar, yeah. so I don't really know I what he's doing. I was like, really guys, I don't wanting. think he wants to play the bass. Like, he keeps showing up with a guitar, and I'm like, Will, like, do you want to just play the guitar? Do you want to play bass? No, no, I mean, it's really a bassy guitar. Oh, it's a baritone guitar. We'll be <laughs> like, fine. We're going to be okay. I don't, like, I don't know what you're talking about. We need a bass player. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, yeah. we didn't have a bass player for the longest time. Like, and we just did two guitars for a couple shows. Uh, but Will would, for like a year. Our first show, Will played two songs on the bass, and that was cool. Was cool, cool. And little did how it was going to revert back to four years later. One point, it was good for about a year, and then he was like, eh, "I'm not motivated to be here. I'm leaving." And so he left, and we were like, "Well, that sucks." So we had to like rework it. And uh, Jerry and Will are now switching on and off on bass, so they both can express the guitarist that lives within them. And okay. I've actually kind of really grown to love playing bass. And, I mean, it's... Yeah. Which is like, fucking hell yeah. It, it's <laughs> something that I, I... I don't know. I, I just... I had to do... I had to find a way to do it that was me. And then when I found that, I was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, it's been working for us. And, you know, we've... Been playing some pretty decent venues, Troubadour, Viper Room, you know what I mean? We're like all over LA and Long Beach, and we're ready to keep moving. Yeah, keep so jam. it sounds like, it, it, like things just fell into place, and you they know, really the, did. Yeah, they really did. They were like phenomenally, and then like we just got along so well too. So we've been like family for like the past four years now. You know, when you have that realization that you you already have everything you need, you just have to do it. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. and you know, you're on the right path. Like you know it, like. It's weird how it all just comes together and everything makes sense. And you're like, no, this is what I have to do. Like, I'm pretty sure everything in my life is pointing towards this, you know. And uh, it's a good feeling, you know. And that's when everything starts to happen. That's that's where I think we're at right now. <laughs> like, yeah. we're 
realizing, yeah, this is, this is what we're supposed to do. Like, this is awesome. Let's keep doing. Let's yeah. keep going. Like, and we got into like some really dope venues here in Long Beach and like just network the fuck out of all the musicians in town because like, you know, that's what you got to do as a local band. You build each other up. But we pretty much quickly broke into the scene and got like, you know, some clout going on. Not, not too long. People like us. I mean, our first show, I mean, I th- it was probably terrible. I mean, but people loved it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. For like, our first show, it was like the promoter was like, what the hell? I should have put you guys on the main stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Our first show, they're like, we should have put you outside on the big stage. What the heck? How come you didn't tell us? It's well, like, well, I mean, I can sit here and tell you that we're good. And, you didn't and know. I didn't believe I was me like, until well, you hear it. Now you know. Now you know we possess. So since we... They're like now we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, since we we talked the genesis of the band, I have a uh, queued up uh, get your fix that I want to play for the the listeners so they can hear about. We heard the history. Now let's hear the music. Can you give us the story behind the music on get your fix before I play it? Yeah. Uh, so get your fix. Get your fix was the first one we wrote together as this band, right? Not the first song, but it was actually written for. Um, uh, some family members of mine, and um, it was written for my little brother mostly, you know, and it, he's going through some really rough patches in his life, and um, I mean, we all go through rough patches, and it was just one of those things where he was starting to let it get the best of him, and uh, it's hard when you don't really know what to do or say to help somebody because they have to help themselves, and all you can do is really just watch, you know, and um, it was just kind of like my perspective sitting there watching it, watching it all go down and just kind of like expressing how I felt about it, you know, like that I didn't want to give up on him and stuff and I want to see him be happy, you know, and get through it. And, uh, um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. You know, it's, it's just, uh, <clears throat> it's like, well, there's a lot of people out there struggling, you know, and, and the song is kind of. To show other people that they're not alone, you know? Okay, okay. There's more so, people so. going through the same thing. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are also going through it. You know, it's not just, you know, my family member or it's not just, you know, a friend. It's, it's, there's tons of people that are all going through it. And honestly, this song had some pretty good feedback. One of the first times I played a video of it or played the song, somebody hit me up and was like, dude. Like, I'm going through this. I needed this. Like, I relate so much. Like, thank you so much for playing it. And it just, that was like a real quick reminder that it was, you know, I did it for the right reason. And and uh, and, and it's a good song, you know? Okay, so now we yeah. heard the story behind the music. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, Laced in Blue, get your fix here on Deeper Than Music Radio. This is Greg of Greg in Good Company, and you are listening to Deeper Than Music Radio. Are we, are we muted now? Sometimes I feel the need to wrap my mind around things. It all feels like a dream. I wonder what it all means. Sometimes inside, I feel the need to stop time. I try not to rewind. Slowing down does just fine. Stop and take a look from another perspective. Is it what you expected? Make the call. Manifest it. Giving it my own cause we're all being tested. Think you're in control. You don't know anything. Guard your ears. 
Kivas Furious Nias, and you're listening to Deeper Than Music Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, get your fix. Deeper Yay. Than Music Radio, the special group, Laced in Blue. Definitely like the song, uh, the energy. Definitely. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. I like the solo section. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Me like, too. The, like the transitions. So, um,. My next question is being a band and I, you know, I, well I was always one of the ideas from this deeper the music was I I always like watching uh MTV behind the music or VH1 behind the music and I love the one about the bands cuz the bands you have all these different personalities and it's always you know their stories are always more interesting than the solo artists. So my first question is um what is the biggest challenge that you've guys faced in your career as a band? Oof. 
Loaded question. Uh, <laughs> what were we going to do when Nate left? Yeah, well, that was kind of a yeah. big, like, holy shit, what do we do now? We like lost we our base We thought we had a base player. Yeah, we had a base player, a friend of mine from Philadelphia. He moved out here and, you know, to start a new life, life and, and being, being in the band. The band was and, like... Was and like, he's, an, he's an amazing He was moving for a solid year, maybe a little bit more. And one day decided to go home. Yeah, and, he's uh, like, I'm not know, making enough money. It's it just like, like, you know, you move to L.A. and it's like, hard. Yeah, you don't make money it's, in L.A. for a little while. Sometimes you got to pay yeah. your dues. It's called paying your dues. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking tough, you know. So it just didn't work out. But, like, it was really sudden, you know. And we were like, what do we do now? We didn't really like, get much we have to, like, do we Do we want to go find another person and bring in another completely new energy, completely new story, complete like – possible like ego maniac or not or so you know it's yeah, just like just it's hard like just to like, to another person to get in on our schedule to agree on stuff um and it's always like you know that can set you back a while you know so we yeah. decided no let's just let's just be a four piece again and will and jerry will just trade off on guitar and bass like um, our songs that we're releasing two songs soon wake up do what i want um, and wake up. Will's playing guitar on that song, and then do what I want. That's a Jerry guitar song. So we tried. We started going and just being like, "Hey, man, let's just like switch off and um, you know, just keep it the four of us because we're so comfortable together. Like, you know, sure we we like butt heads sometimes, but it never lasts long. because no. um, we work really well, and it was just too it was just too unknown to like go and find someone else. That was probably the biggest thing we had to get over. Um, but we came back and I've, you know, I think we're stronger than before we, and I think we're tighter than before. I think, yeah. I think that, um, we all have a better it, sense it, of, it translates to our live shows. Like, you know, and... We're all in it to win it. We're all on the same page. You know, it's like, yeah. we're all operating on the same frequency now. It's not like, uh, and honestly, it, was, it was causing a lot of strife, dude. Like, is he staying? Is he leaving? Yeah. Does he care? Does he not? Do we like, what, what's I'd have to pull him aside. I, I like, wouldn't want to, we didn't want to go through that again with someone. Yeah. Cause you know, I know bands that just recycle through people nonstop cause they can't find someone who's dead. Everyone wants to be in a band until it's time to work. Yeah. You know, it's and then when, then, when you, then when you realize that you have to fucking, this is a second job and you have to, you have like four relationships. Like, yeah, you're like, maintaining I'm, I'm, multiple I'm, I'm pretty relationships. Much, I'm, I'm dating three people right now yeah. and working full time. <laughs> Like straight up, like you know, like, deal people with each other's emotional outbursts and yeah. behaviors. Be there for each other, like... but keep each other in line. Make yeah, sure everyone's like... good. Like it's literally dating. It's a but polyamorous hey, at relationship. Least, right? At least, uh, at least Kaylee and I are synchronized. Not romantic. Yeah, Will just, and Kaylee have the same so period. Means, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is something we had to discover that actually is pretty interesting. There was a moment where is it? It is pretty <laughs> is interesting. interesting? <laughs> In my opinion, it was. So hey, like, if you're in the period, what the hell is going on? <laughs> hey, look, the ladies are all gonna understand. We sync up, okay? <laughs> Guys do too. They don't realize they it. Don't Guys realize do it. too. Guys have their man, their manstrels, manstrel cycles. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So, I was realizing, like, every time I was PMSing. Will would just be like attacking me, and I felt like super, Will would be a little cunt, is what you're saying. Everyone, I, yeah, it, it wasn't just me though. He was attacking Ian. He was attacking me, Jerry. Yeah. He was like angry with everybody. He'd have this like attitude, and then if if I would try to defend myself, he would like just really just like rip your rip my head off, and I would get all sensitive and be like, "Why is he so mean to me?" And I wouldn't understand because I'm all messing. And and then it kept happening, and then finally I realized, dude, I think we are in sync with our cycles i think we're on our period at the same time and will like stopped his angry fit that he was having at the moment and that i brought it up 
and he just started laughing and was like, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I think you're right. So now, after so that, now I he never it. fucked with me again after Yeah, it's just, it all came down to me. It all came on me now. He was always just yeah. fucking with Ian or Jerry, and I was okay with that. Not even like, Jerry, me. Yeah, I get your menstrual cycle and <laughs> sick, like, bro. I'm I don't like, have a menstrual cycle. Jesus Christ. He knows because he'll, he'll feel it coming. He's like, no, I can't mess with Kaylee because she's on hers too. So I'll take it out on Ian instead. <laughs> so um, on the a, on a flip side, what has been uh, so far in your career the most rewarding moment or a highlight? I'll tell you exactly what it was. <laughs> I'll tell you okay. exactly. It's the first time we played the Troubadour in West Hollywood. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, which is, uh, I don't That's know huge. if you ever heard of the Troubadour in West Hollywood. But it's a huge, it's a, it's a really amazing venue. Like you know, uh, Janis Joplin partied there her last night on Earth before she overdosed across the street. That's uh, System of a Down played their first uh, headlining show in L.A. at the Troubadour. Metallica played their first L.A. debut at the Troubadour. Radiohead debuted OK Computer on that stage. It's like you know, I'll still go see shows there, bands that I've been listening to forever, and just to be able to hang out in that green room up there. It was it's just something special. Yeah, and, um, so we couch. knew it was a we, yeah, right? That <laughs> well, we had, how many asses sat on yeah, that how, couch? Or what the hell happened on the couch? Yeah, proud to plant mine on it. Oh yeah, drink, drink it up here, drink it up here, and sit your ass <laughs> in that couch. That couch up there, like hell yeah. But, um, some really good homies, uh, whiskey and the wolves. Shout out to those motherfuckers. They're Arch County. They're amazing. Um, yeah, they got us on with the show with them, and it just blew up some doors for us as musicians. Even just like playing on a professional stage like that, it's it's like nothing else. Um, but the, but the best part was it was our bass player's birthday, and we wanted to do something because this was a great this was a great night. So we wanted to do something special for it. So we uh, we pulled like fifteen people together and dropped we rented like a mansion thirteen hundred dollars on an Airbnb in the Hollywood Hills for before <laughs> for and after the show. <laughs> And um, after the, the show, we all... probably been taken off Airbnb by now. Yeah, <laughs> it was like this. It was built nineteen twenties. It, it was like, a night of rock like, and roll and debauchery. It was it was it was a nice fucking place, man. And then we just threw a banger party after. And but, that, that was probably the most rock and roll night I've ever had in my so life. But, 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 but we got a five star review the next day, and they were like, Ian and Kyle and all of his friends were very nice people. Five, five, you know, five stars. Still got to have five back. stars. I'm like, yeah. See, we're rock stars, but we're responsible. 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 Yeah, now we're like kind of have it in there, so um, we're trying to do another one. Hopefully this year, we'd like to do one at least once a year, you know. Um, but uh, that was at least for me. That was like, fuck yeah, man, this is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome for sure. So we, um... like, I think that was the first time the guy saw me in like a pretty sexy dress because I always <laughs> up until that point we were doing a lot of local shows and I'd wear jeans and a tank top, ripped jeans, shorts, you know, stuff like that, or like. I'd wear like a little sundress, but I didn't ever wear anything like sexy. And I was wearing like this velvety tight dress and all of our friends were like, what the hell? (laughs) All the guys that always come to see us like, who the hell are you? Like, where did you come from? Like you clean up nice. So I felt real fancy that night. It was, I remember driving home from work that day and being like, I'm going to go play the Troubadour tonight. What the hell? Like somebody pinched me because I, like always wanted to do that, you know. Like you play the troubadour, not me, you know. Yeah. Now I have, yeah. So that was um, cool. That was twice. Amazing. Also recording with uh, Seho at Four Street Recording. 
in Santa Monica. So it's, it's crazy because like, so we were like, we were shopping for studios. Uh, so the the Get Your Six EP that's out on Spotify and all the, the platforms, man, we recorded that like three and a half years ago, maybe even like a long time ago. A little and, studio in Long Beach. Yeah, little Sanctus, yeah, Sanctus Sound. Yeah, yeah. Sanctus Sound. So um, we recorded there. But before we were shopping around, and someone that Kaylee was that had an in with and like knew, he, yeah, he, he saw he, our he was, potential. He, yeah. like he would just kind of like slip stuff our way when he felt like we were ready for it. Kind yeah, of so he was like, you should go to Fourth Street Recording. Like Muse recorded there, No Doubt recorded there, Fiona Apple, Incubus, Incubus yeah. recorded Science there, and the, you know, and it's just like Beach Boys recorded Kokomo there, and we meet up with Kathleen where and. Um, Sejo Navajas, and uh, we 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 were. God, I was nervous. I was like, "What the fuck are we doing in this studio? This is this is expensive. Like, are we ready <laughs> we for this?" But like, we were like, but like, it was like, "Shit, this is this is dope." And like, it just ended ended up not working out. And we never went back. Never really hung out with Santa Monica much. And then we met uh, some guys from a band called The Absurd. Uh, we had a show booked down in Long Beach. But shout out to The Absurd. Shout out to The Absurd. Absurd. Love you guys. And. Um, we had a, I hate we had a, them. We had a, fuck the absurd. Fuck the absurd. We had a show. Especially you, Ben. Fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, it did. No, but um, <laughs> the show got canceled because the, the venue, uh, quote unquote, uh, we forgot that we booked you guys a show tonight. But there's they no, booked us on the day that the venue even open. Yeah, yeah. they forgot. Wow. So. absurd yeah, and they, they, they came all the way down from fucking Beverly Wood to like play the show. So I was like, "Fuck, you're not going back. I'll, I'll take you guys out to my favorite bar, with the V Room, Long Beach." Unfortunately, got to know them. They came back to my house, had a fire. Anyway, they they invited us to come play. Um, it's, it's a monthly show in Santa Monica at Harvell's. It's called West Side Revival, and it's pretty much their brainchild and a couple other people in the scene that we're in that were like, "Yo, there's no good music on the on the on the West Side. It's all East Side. It's all like Silver Park, Silver Lake, Echo Park, stuff like that." Like. We need to we need to bring music back to the west side. So this is right down the street from Fourth Street. So we go play. They invite us to play a show up there. And don't you know that Kathleen and Seho, who we met at Fourth Street, yeah, are there and they saw us play and they were like, "You guys are awesome. You guys have to come record with us." And I was just like, yeah. "Do you remember do you remember meeting meeting us like three and a half three and a half years ago?" And we were like they were. They were like, uh, we were like, we had the real big, like, yeah. cruiser. And she's like, oh my God, you gave me weed. I was like, of course. I was awesome. Like, no, you didn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I said, Not three years ago. Hey, I, live, I, live, I live where it's at. Uh, it's legal here. I live where it's at. As in, like, weeds <laughs> from the lawn. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry to all the listeners who have to deal with that bullshit, but we don't. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was just this full circle thing that happened where it's like we were right back to where we started, but now we were ready for it. And we got into the studio, and we just worked magic. And yeah. It just sounds so good. And that was amazing being able to play in that room too. I do want to. Um, I do want to just say though that night when we played at Harvell's, we were we were. It was our first time playing there in Santa Monica. And in front of all these new people. And that it was we had no all idea. brand new, fully packed house. Didn't know anybody, right? And yeah. so we were on fire. I had a bright red dress on, yeah. like. And they gave us the best slot. We had a great time <laughs> slot. Yeah, I was wearing it's skin like skin tight pink pants. She will have skin type as always, probably a, a neon color as always. Yeah. Like, but when we stepped off the stage, Kathleen Which came up and like she was mix. just like, "Girl, you got, you guys got the whole fucking thing." And she was like super <laughs> stoked, right? She's like, "No, you got the looks. You guys got the sound. You got the attitude. Like, look at you. You just are a man. You glow on stage." And I was just like overwhelmed by her for a second. I was like, "Go, cool, okay, okay. Who are you? Thank you, lady. Like, what's going on?" And then I realized who she was, and she's like, "I run the place right across the street. You need to come and record with us. We'll cut you a deal." And I'm like. Oh yeah, and then we 
was. Like, yeah, like we oh, went shit. there before. We met, we you, met you before. before. You know, and now we're homies. Now we, you know, hang yeah, out. Yeah, like, it was. But it's like this, of our, they're part of our people. It's now. like a new respect, though, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like now they want to work with us. Yeah, it wasn't us just like going and shopping. They didn't know who we were. Yeah, they're like, yes, they're excited to have us there to play. And it's those like synchronous things, those full circle moments that just make me like. Oh, this is why I do this shit. Yeah, you know, and like it doesn't always happen quickly, but like when it happens, it's 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 yeah. it's nice. It's surreal, really. It's like fuck. And then we had our shit mixed with a guy who works at Capitol Records. Watch your mouth. I've been here. That's, that's, that's pretty. No, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to do a time check. We got like ten minutes. As with great interviews, they um they go by real fast. But before we go, and I'll end it with the snippet of your unreleased song. Um, I wanted to say. Uh, this is kind of like shameless promotion time we mentioned some of your songs but can you give us a list of your catalog and then what's next for uh laced in blue like when's the next venue when, when like can the listeners hear more of your great music and your social media and things to come well so we got uh we got a four song ep that's been out for a while now it's got get your fix steel love is powerful and rise above kind of gives you a, a decent idea of, of our sound. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have two songs that are about to be released, Wake Up and Do What I Want. We have another song called Revolution that's right behind that one. We have another song called Pain Phase yeah. that's right behind that one. This is all going to be on Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, YouTube, Google Play Music, all the all the streaming services. And watch out for videos. For yeah, we're going to be we're going to be start we're going to start recording so uh, start production on our music video this week hopefully we have a meeting tomorrow with the um cinematographer friday. friday with the videographer and everything and really and you can find us on instagram at least in blue band um just our band name with band at the end of it uh say hi just like you know interact and um, i run that shit so i can just hit me up and we can talk and like uh, yeah, Ian's Facebook pretty good and everything. Staying on um, social media, and he responds to everybody usually. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm like the. the He's very. The, 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 I, on the other hand, if you go to Instagram my Kaylee person. Robin Instagram, like Slack. I will respond, but I just sometimes takes me four days. <laughs> so just go to the fan page. Can, <laughs> it means a lot better you can about send it. Send me a text, or you can call me, but it's probably advised just show up at my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if okay. Front door, just walk in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. I'm just <laughs> doing something. But also, you can find okay, us you on. You um, the whole world to walk into your house. You can. Just be careful when you got to open. I didn't give him my address. <laughs> so you can also find our stuff on our website, just www.lacedinblue.com. You got pictures. You got our music up there. All of our show announcements. If you're in the LA area in Hollywood, February 28th at Bordner's by LaBelle, we are playing the Rockers Ball. Which is a oh, great wow. show down there, ran by um, our homie Lucas Flood, who's really doing great things with the music scene down in Hollywood right now. Between his and um, his uh, his other project he's doing, he's really killing it. So we're gonna be there the 28th. I think that's gonna be our first show back. And then Long Beach, uh, our friend just bought a venue. It's called Deep Piazzas. Uh, we're gonna be starting to throw a bunch of a bunch of nice shows down there. Down there. Uh, um, so that'll be that'll be March 20. Really, just like working on these videos and getting all of our done. We have a lot of meetings with people. Like things are like in the works, and it's exciting as hell, man. We're finally yeah. here. Like, Once it's all ready, it's gonna be really exciting to start dropping single after single after single. You know, it's like just getting all the ducks in a row so we can yeah. Yeah. knock yeah. them all down. It's like that domino, getting the dominoes. And then the up. more you interact with us, and the more you tell people about us, the easier it's gonna be for us to be in your town one day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know. You know uh, support man so we can get on the road and come to your town and, and show you what's give us, up give, give you some of that long beach love you know what i mean like that's not weed 
And buy some merch and we'll send you a free koozie. Yeah. If we have any more left, we'll have to get more. Yeah. The guys keep yeah. offering free koozies, but they don't realize we're almost out. <laughs> so <laughs> we uh, them away like I- <laughs> we, we talked about what's what's to come. I want to close out with the snippet, uh, and this is a, a treat for our listeners here. A snippet of Wake. Can you give us uh, just a little bit of the story behind the snippet or the song soon to be released? For Wake Up, it's a yeah. it's a song Jerry and I wrote a long time ago, and and we kept playing it. And we were like, ah, oh, this isn't working. And then Ian and Will got in, and we started just tweaking it and messing around with it, and we created something that we felt was sort of magical, you it know. Was once we once we we had it kind of one way, and we played it that way for a while, and then once we got once we decided that we weren't going to get a bass player and we were just going to do the four piece thing, mm-hmm. we, we like totally it. reworked the song, but we kept kind of like the original kernel of it. Yeah, the way and, and all the uh, lyrics yeah. are the same. It's just like the delivery changed a little bit. And the song itself is about really just like breaking out of your habits, breaking out of your your zombie like mind states, and just really waking up to what's going on around you, being present, not around being, you, being yeah. present, yeah. like asking yeah. questions, no, realizing that your words and your and your thoughts have have meaning and they have power. And um, you know, one of my favorite lines from the song is um, um, how how my how your thoughts, how, how your feelings change with every pluck of his strings. strings. And it really just goes to show like music can change you. Music can really implant ideas in your head. And you gotta wake up and get the you know the, ha- the ass out of your way. Be careful what you're listening to because it can be poison. Yeah. It's poison for your mind. It's mantra. Right. You know, it's magic. It's like saying like saying prayers, saying mantra, saying you know what I mean, like repeating spells in a sense. It's like music is magical. I don't think people yeah. realize how magical it is. Yeah. It's just one of those ways. Kind of like ways to show you, like, like see how this song's making you feel this way. Like, so do all the other songs yeah, you listen everything to. You, listen you know to what I mean? And so does everything you watch. And it's on a subconscious level and too. So the things that you feed yourself. You uh, know, we try to put the best intentions behind our music and um, really just try to spread good energy and good. I mean, we good vibes we, only, you know. Like even if it, even if it sounds easy. dark, it still it still always has like a rewarding factor at the yeah. end of it. There's always a reason for the darkness to yeah. get to that light. You know? Yeah, it might seem like it's about something heavy or something dark, and it might be about something heavy or dark, but it's like bringing out that positivity that comes from it, that stems from it. Also showing people like how to maybe rise above it in a sense, get outside of it. Music can be as powerful as motivation if you let there it. You go. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Some people, music is motivation. Some people can't start their day without playing music. <laughs> like, and the, those are the ones who let it. So this is gonna. This is this little snippet of uh, the chorus of this song. I hope you guys enjoy it. It'll be uh, released early February. Watch out yep. for the video. Yeah. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, another great interview, Laced in Blue. Check them out if you're in Long Beach, and also request them. Hey, they'll come to your town and play. So we're going to close out another great interview with uh, Long Beach Band, Laced in Blue, with a snippet of their song, Wake Up, here on Deeper Than Music Radio. Thank you so much. Sometimes I feel the need to wrap my mind around things. It all feels like a dream. I wonder what it all means. Sometimes in
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.